Let's do it. Are we ready? All right. Dude, we're going. Welcome into Friendship and a Two Friends podcast. I am Malcolm. With me, as always, the other half of Two Friends, Kenny. Kenny, say hello. Hello, everyone. Uh, Kenny, how are you today? Are you, are you having a good day? I'm feeling a little tired, Malcolm. I'm feeling, feeling a little tired. Yeah, me too. It's uh, it's it's that time. Uh, I don't know why you're feeling tired. It's three hours later here. Uh, <laughs> so that that makes it what, four four in the morning. It's four time? in the morning here. Yeah, my time. Yeah, so uh, I'm actually up for the day. Uh, no. Um, so today's topic. Uh, you, you know, every every week we want to come and, and give you a friendship and. And we fill in the blank with a different topic, and we talk about how friendship kind of relates to that. And uh, I wanted to talk about friendship and health. Oh, um, okay. And and not I, I want to touch on maybe physical health a little bit, but also you know emotional health and mental health, and and uh, perhaps even spiritual if we can do that without getting. getting I, too- I, have, I have a question. Having having yeah. never thought that talk before, my, sure. my, I, I just have you ever had a workout buddy? Maybe you know just that's a good that's, it's a good launch point for just this. just 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 a, just a bro you lift with you know yeah well uh, we for anybody that knows us uh, we're not the most masculine of men Kenny and I uh, which speak, means that I speak for yourself Malcolm. yeah sorry I know you're I know you're out chopping down trees right now <laughs> yeah. uh, but. I can't speak for you, but my gym visits have been uh, limited. I am not, uh, I'm not getting swole every day. Uh, I don't currently have a gym membership. Can, 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 I, can I digress immediately? Sorry to oh. skip. Can I digress immediately? Please. So, um, so I, I don't go to the gym. That doesn't happen, right? So last time I went, to, last time I was at a gym, this is no joke. I was probably 10 years old, 10 or 11 years old. Which to this day is still probably the most fit I've ever been, just doing kid stuff. But you were ten. So, <laughs> I was like ten, and so my so so my dad's office had a gym that you know like one of these like sort of garbage gyms with like three treadmills and like some weights and that kind of stuff. And so he was for he he was on like a week long health kick where he's like I'm gonna work out, and so uh and so he so I I want to go to the gym with him because you know I. I don't have a reason. And so I so I, I go to the gym with him, and I see a treadmill. And I've always been fairly thin and fairly decent at, like, long-distance running because, you know, I'm just sort of built like that. And so I get on this treadmill, and, like, I don't know what possesses me, but all of a sudden I decide that, like, I am, you know, Usain Bolt running a marathon. So I just, like, I <laughs> keep going. It keeps going faster, and I keep turning it faster. Until one point, like, my legs are, like, moving faster than my mind can think, and I have, like, the treadmill at, like, Everest <laughs> sort of, like, you know, you know heights. It's, yeah. And, and so afterwards, like, the treadmill spits me off, and, I, and like, I'm feeling really – and I'm feeling really good, and I go home, and I'm all sore. And the next day, my dad's, like – Kenny, you can't go to the gym with me anymore. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, I'm like, Dad, why? And the only other lady in there apparently had had like watched me abuse myself and had reported it to whatever gym authority. Wow. Uh, and uh, and so you know, I I thought that was sort of my um 
my my sort of the cosmic sign that Jim's and me uh, we don't mix very well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, gosh. I mean, there's a you know they make treadmills to go fast for people who can keep up with it. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, I, the, I, I think the gym also had an age minimum probably to keep uh, sort of thing from happening. Sure. And uh, you know, I look I look young now. I'm sure I looked like I was four. So it was yeah, I'm sure it was I'm sure I look stupid. But anyway, but but so guys which so um, so I, so I to, go, to go back, I'm sorry, real briefly, mm-hmm. uh this question of a workout buddy. What I the, the only thing I was gonna say was I used to go with my brother. Uh my brother who who does go to the gym quite a bit and, Are you and friends it, with it, your brother? Would you count him as a friend? I would count him as a friend. I, I would say that we, uh, you know, we're close in age. Uh, we definitely have different interests and different uh, hobbies. But uh, but I think we, you know, we we obviously are bonded as brothers. I was, you know, he was sort of the co-best man with you at my wedding. And I was uh, okay. I was co-best I man at his wedding. I know you don't like to think of yourself I'm as a co-best man. Obviously, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but anyway, so he's the closest thing I ever had to a workout buddy, and I would call him a friend. And um, it, it's an interesting dynamic to go with to, to go with a gym buddy, especially uh, when you're in the position that I am, and that that you you know if you were to would likely be, which is my brother is so far beyond me in the gym that I can't like 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 it it doesn't it didn't feel like he was helping me. It felt like I was not like I was just holding him back. Does that make sense? Like, he, you know, he tried to help me, but it really felt more like he would do his, like, set, and then he would just watch me try and do my set, and I would just be completely throwing off his rhythm of of working out, and it just didn't go well. And and that's and that's really interesting, too, because I know that, that was, that's always my fear. You know, I feel like, you know, you always know someone who's really into that sort of stuff. And, you know, the, there's – my big fear would always be looking stupid, right? Like you don't want to go in right. and be like – you know, like there are certain facts I know about myself that I'd prefer not to have them verified by me <laughs> standing – you know, like like, right. stand, like standing in, a bunch of, in front of a bunch of other people. Um, and so, yeah, I agree with that. But I, I, I've also heard of people, you know, and I think this may depend on different locations, but – you know, I, I know for me, if I ever was, if, if I was ever going to get into something like that, like it would take a friend hauling me there. You know, like like the sure. the, the the accountability partner, if you will. You know, like it it, it would take someone doing yeah. something like that. Um, yeah, I I I have a bit of a maybe a different perspective because I I I don't know. I I don't know if if. If that would be good for me, it, it so so I guess this is my perspective, and, and in a way I agree with you. I would need someone to get me there, but as soon as we got there, I would want to split up and do my own thing. Like like I because because I it, what petrifies me about the gym is being watched by anybody, sure. yeah. whether it's somebody I don't know, whether it's my friend that's there with me. So I would almost want to be like, okay, let's you take me to the gym because you're inspiring me to go, but then don't watch me do. What what it is that I do? Yeah, um, definitely. Because that's difficult. But but I do think there's some components here of of what does friendship look like when we're trying to you know talk about health and and again maybe we start with sort of the physical aspects here. But I also do want to touch on you know maybe the emotional and mental side of it as well. Yeah. Um. But but I know as far as physical health, you know, uh, I I read a 
in preparation for our podcast today, okay. I read a really interesting study, and uh, I should actually I should clarify I am a completely poor uh, graduate student, and so that means that the full study was six dollars. So I read the abstract oh, and right. part yeah. of the literature review, uh -huh. which is more than enough to understand. Awesome. But uh, <laughs> but this research actually showed this was done in 1999, uh, and it showed that people in lower income communities uh, that he studied at least had less health issues and lower mortality rates. And a lot of that was attributed to the psychological factors uh, that, that lower income people have to kind of work together in a way that higher income people do not. So you're actually more of a community. You, you know, you think about, you know, you know apartment complexes, uh, you know, it, it maybe in a lower income part of town. Those people kind of have to go together on the bus to the store and they, they, they make more of a communal atmosphere of it uh, as compared to people living, you know, high income when you have a house and really no neighbors or, you know, you, we, we're in a culture that doesn't talk to our neighbors. But I, I wanted your opinion on that, this idea that, that low income people, because they maybe have a closer community, it actually means they have lower mortality rates and, and maybe better health. Sure. Well, I, I'd, I'd be interested in seeing the study because everything I've heard is, you know, in lower income communities. There, there are other factors, obviously, besides friendship that are detrimental to, uh, to health. Like, I mean, we're uh, thinking about, uh, you, know, uh, you know, availability of sort of friendship health. is everything. What I'm friendship sorry? Is, uh, friendship, friendship is everything. Is, friendship is the lifeblood. Friendship Without is Without it, you die. I, I mean, that's, and, that's I, I, you know, I think to a certain point that's true. You know, if you think about the times when I've felt best you know whether that be sort of like physically or mentally the most healthy you know I, when i think back on them you know it's often been the times when i have had a large ish group of friends i mean i've never i've, I've never felt like i i've never been the kind of person who can sort of draw <laughs> many disciples around him but you know like the times when i when i when i when i felt a part of sort of active communities i think that uh yeah, you know, th those are the times when you just when your general mental well-being is probably is probably better off. Um, so that's so maybe I'll I'll spin this spin this back to you, Malcolm. I mean, what okay. you did you was that when you found that study, were you were you looking for were you sort of verifying a hunch you had or did you just stumble across that? I was looking for. OK, so so it started with with really two articles uh, that I found. I should say one article that then led me to the study because uh, I wanted to, you know, think about friendship and health and what that means. And, and there are a lot of anecdotal stories. I think the one I found was on like the Mayo Clinic website, but there are all sorts of anecdotal stories about people who have, you know, cancer or other sort of illnesses who believe that, uh, uh, you know, that friendship actually helps them in a tangible way. Sure. Uh, I mean, we can look at, you know, the, the incomparable Patch Adams, if you will, and the power of laughter. You remember? Oh, I. Oh, how could I forget? Yes. <laughs> what a what an amazing film. I I don't know about you. Not to digress. I love that movie. Uh, like it. It's probably a top fifteen. It's, it's probably. It's, up it's fine. <laughs> that movie is to me like the definition of a fine movie. You know. Robin Williams is dead, and he's calling Patch Adams fine. It's 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 I, I I kind of do, but um so I I think this is 
So I, I think this sort of really – this provides a really sort of obvious bridge to maybe talking about health in ways beyond actual sort of bodily well-being, you know? Health – if the soul, if you will. Um, and so, I mean, how do you – do you feel like strong, close friendships are essential for your um, – I mean, for the – for the betterment of you as a person, you know, cause I, cause I think yeah. uh, when we're talking about, when we're talking about friendship, um, in more ethereal realms, you know, I think that often eventually sort of comes back on us, you know, like sort of our own state and how we as people are sort of behaving in the world for better or worse, you know? So do you feel right. like when, when you have a, maybe you feel like your friendships are particularly strong that you are actually a better person at those times, or is it just, you know, are they two different things? If that makes sense. I, I think, yeah, it does, it does make sense. I, I, I was pondering it for a moment. Um, yeah, I think you said this, and I would agree with you that, that I think those friendships make me feel, uh, you know, like a better person um, in a way. I, I think that they make me, I, I, I guess I'll sort of give you maybe it's kind of like a politician answer where I kind of give you both answers at the same time. It's fine. Uh, but but I I think that they make me feel like a better person in the moment, right? Like mm -hmm. in the moment of being with friends, that feeling of yes, I'm you know more validated. I feel less stressed. I feel like a healthier, better person. You know, beyond my physical health, but just sort of mental makeup. I feel like a better person. Mm -hmm. But so, but so but I don't know. I I don't I, I don't know if if you know. When I look back on it, I don't know if that, if that made me any better. Does that make sense? Okay. Like, so, so, like in the moment, I feel better. Yeah. So it's it's more you know it can. Yeah. It's it's a, it's a. And quick, I'm sorry. I feel like it's getting a little bit of a circular conversation, and that's mostly my fault. It, I, it, no, let me. But but let me maybe let me maybe sort of ask you something that hopefully will will add some nuance to it. Yeah. Can you think of a specific time when you can think of? Um, of a friendship that, uh, that made you healthier and in some, in some way, you know, like, can, can you think of a specific instance and maybe share that? Oh gosh. Well, you or know, if, I, that's, I, if, if that's difficult, then, you know, the, there is a, there is the inverse of this conversation too, you know, where, where friendship yeah. can be detrimental to your health in whatever way. So, uh, sure. I, I think that, um, and, and again, this is probably speaking, uh, maybe speaking beyond friendship because I mean, I, I'll talk for a minute about my wife, which I, I mean, she is my friend, but I know that it's a little bit of a different relationship, but there is an element there of, you know, when we do things together for our health, it tends to go better than if I try and do it by myself, you know, sort of without her. Um, and I have found that to be the case and I found it works both ways for us. So, um, you know, when when we first met and before we, before I you know we got married, um, I got in really good shape. Like for me, it was, I mean, again, probably in the grand scheme of things, I was just average. But I went from like an above average weight to an average weight. I was in, you know, I was feeling good, and a lot of that was us doing it together. Like she would help me. We made healthy meals together. We sort of worked together. And I know it's different because it's a spouse, but it is sort of that friendship thing too. You know, sure. Obviously, she is a friend. But what I would say too is that. Uh, you know, we have a kid now and we have a kid on the way, which means that really for the last, you, you know, I mean, by and large, the last two years, really, she's been pregnant for a good portion of that. And 
our healthy habits have sort of gone out the window as she's had different cravings and and been maybe less focused on, you know, and maybe we should have been more focused, but I think we kind of fell into that habit of, you know, she's pregnant, she can kind of eat what she wants. And I this decided is, that, well, if, if, if my wife is, is going to eat what she wants, then I'm going to eat what I want. So, you, you know, we were, when we were on the tracks, we were on it together. When we sell off, we sell off together. Here's an interesting question that, that may, yeah. that may get you into trouble at home. So I, so I'm, I don't even know if she's listening. So <laughs> hopefully she won't be, but so do you feel like maybe, maybe at those moments when she is pregnant, that may be part of the reason why you feel like you're less healthy and this is maybe granting too much strength to this, like, strong friendships equal good health. But do you think it's sure. maybe because that your relationship at that point is less friend-friend and maybe more on, like, the spouse, you know? Because I, I, I imagine that, you know, yeah. when I – again, I've never been married, so I, I may just be sort of talking out of my ass here. But, you know, I, I imagine that in that moment, you know – there's responsibility is probably looming so large and there's so much right. coming that it's not necessarily the time of sort well, of feel good friendship. This, I, I don't really yeah, know. That could be just, and this will probably get me, you know, yeah. my answer will probably get me in hot water and that's fine. But what I would say, and, and I actually think maybe she would agree, but one thing that becomes very difficult, or at least it has for us too, is that you're right. The dynamic changes. Uh, because, you know, when, when we were dating and when we first got married and we didn't have a, a kid and no kids on the way, you know, we could be active. We could go out and do things. And, and even beyond healthy eating, we could be engaged with things. You know, we could have fun and do things around the house. And now, truthfully, you know, I think I, I don't know if it's the nature of her specific pregnancy or if this is a pregnancy thing for people in general, but just the, you know, sort of the stock, you know, the, the standard day is relaxing at home because I think it's hard for her to get out and about. It's hard for her to, you know, sort of do some of the things that we used to do. And that does change. And I think it introduces some frustrations, you know, and, and so what, what happens is that I end up sitting around as well more than I used to, you know what I mean? Like I don't go. Yeah. I think interesting thing too about that is what, what you're saying almost, um, almost sort of creates a really direct relationship between friendships and sort of activity then as well. You know, it's interesting when you yeah. say that, that when you sit at home, that's when, you know, you, you feel like, so, you know, maybe you're sort of fall off in whatever way that is. So, so, right. it's, so it's interesting and, and, um, to sort of hear you work through that. Yeah. Well, and what about you? Like, I know, that, I know that you're not married, but you have been, I mean, first of all, we can just talk about, we can get back to talking about friendship. Um, but you also, you know, have been in uh, a couple of, you know, maybe longer relationships. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, and without going into too much detail, um, you've experienced some of the same thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I maybe want to. <laughs> I, I'm gonna. And we can transition to friendship as well. I, I'm, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do sort of a, a lazy thing and answer the question that I asked you earlier. So, so, it's, uh, so, um, so times when friendships have sort of made you feel healthier. And so I, I, I live in Alaska right now, and um, and uh, I, I, uh, and, and so it gets really dark in the winter, obviously, and I think everyone yeah. knows that, but um. But it, it's such a it's such a tough transition because during the summer you really do have so much light and you get so used to it that as a, as it starts getting darker it's not like a slow gradual transition it's like every day like six minutes of daylight gets chopped off and so you can sort of feel yourself just plunging into this darkness and so I uh, <laughs> li literally 
And um, it always really bums me out. I find it a really hard time of year, sort of no joke. And so one of the sort of lifelines, um, and, and I also mean that sort of quite seriously, is um, about this time of year in fall, as we're sort of working towards winter but not in winter yet, um, uh-huh. I make a real effort to get out of the state and to go see old friends. You know, I um, so I I saw you actually not yeah even, not even a month ago, which it wasn't. It's it was barely fall, but it still sort of counts. And last year I um, I <laughs> yeah I went and visited a friend in L.A. and um and those are times when those even though I do I do know people in Alaska. You know, there's I haven't been here too long, so I don't really know a lot of people, and they're not but you know some people. I mean, I wouldn't even really qualify them as you know really good friends you know like i know a lot of co-workers but but i but you know in any way but um but i but it's been really important to me not to sort of get stuck here in the dark in a way that feels isolating and i think a lot i, I think sure. all all alaskans i think can probably uh sort of identify with that they have their own individual ways of coping but um yeah but but friendship has been a it's been a really important one so i don't uh um <laughs> get too freaking bummed as it starts <laughs> and do you feel like that helps you like even you, oh, like, yeah. I, I get i guess here's the question does, does it help you even when you go back to alaska does <laughs> the, fr- the the travel to see friends help you oh oh definitely um and i think i think part of that is going to a place where the light to day ratios are still the same the night to day <laughs> ratios are still yeah. the same uh, but but no i mean there, there's something sort of intangible but still really sort of obvious to me at least where there's something about spending the time with those friends even if it's just a couple days because usually i try to sneak it in on like a long weekend or something you know i'm, I'm not sure. talking about huge chunks of time here but um even, even those little bits uh you know they, they really do add up to something and they can sometimes give you the push to you know go forward because yeah. once, once you're actually in the depth of winter then you kind of weirdly fall into your own groove it's it's also a kind of hard thing to explain but the worst part is going into winter not necessarily the depth of winter itself like i find december that transition i find december and january in anchorage much easier than october and november really yes um it's and it, why why is that i mean i know you've sort of alluded to it but just why no i what, i, I what, yeah i think it's because you know you built up in your mind these, you know, the December 20th or 21st, whenever you know you're going to have your three, four hours of daylight, at least where I am in Alaska, you know, there's I, where I'm, I'm in Anchorage. And so it's never completely dark. You know, we don't, you, you know, sure. people think that the sun goes completely away. But, you know, there's even on the shortest day of the year, there's always daylight. It's it's like kind of like it's sort of like it's dawn to like early morning all day and then the sun goes down by like 3.30. So it comes up at around like 10 or 10.30 and it's down by 3.30. But um, but yeah, but you, you build that up to be sort of this really big thing. But luckily around that time, it's Christmas. And so, you know, once you're into December, you kind of, you know, <laughs> you know, you, yeah. have, you have another thing to kind of focus on. And I, and you know, my family's not in Alaska. So I also know that I can travel out on Christmas, which probably, that probably helps to, um, to just sort of get away for a little bit but uh, but but yeah so it's the descending towards this thing that you know won't be great and you know it's (laughs) in the same way just and 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 visit and you know you sort of mentioned visiting with friends can sort of help alleviate some of that 
you know, frustration or kind of sadness about, you know, that change. Yeah. And so I, in a lot of ways. Yeah. And so I, so let's pivot real, real quickly. This sort of last part of it. Let's turn real quickly. This has been real. This has been real feel good, Malcolm. We, we've talked about ways yeah, that, friends, make, that, that, yeah. that friends make us um, better people and, uh, you know, healthier <laughs> human beings and better right. citizens of the world. But I think <laughs> as any, uh, as you know, as any middle school teacher will tell their class, that's not always the case. You can, you can get in with a bad group, Malcolm. That can happen. <laughs> get in with a bad crowd. Yeah, the, the, bad, the bad crowd, those kids in their leather jackets behind the dumpster, <laughs> they can suck in too. So let's. Yeah. So, can you think of a time when, um, and again, feel free to be as specific or as vague as you want, but can you think of a time where you can see a friendship, and you can do romantic relationship if you want, but I'm really interested in, like, a friendship. Like, can you think of a time when maybe you, like, succumbed to peer pressure in its most sort of stereotypical sense and did something that you felt wasn't you or against your values, maybe? On the spot. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can. Uh, there are so many things that I have been peer pressured <laughs> to do. Now, nothing stupid, like like, and I, you know, nothing. I don't think I've ever done anything illegal. Like I've never been peer pressured into doing something that could have legitimately gotten me into trouble. But I certainly uh, have, and I wouldn't even, you know, it's interesting, you know, like you sort of said, middle school teacher sort of says you can fall in with the wrong crowd. And I didn't fall in with the wrong crowd, but but I think that you and I can speak to our group in college, sort of maybe having like a, uh, uh, I, I don't know what the word is, but sort of that like, like we kind of turned into a bad crowd at moments when we felt like we could convince someone to do something stupid. Like if we felt like, like someone in the group, I feel like you're really trying to me to get get me to say something that I probably shouldn't say. But, I, I just feel like there's no reason to – do you have I, something specifically in mind? I'm not sure I know exactly. I, I think I, – I'm not I, sure I know okay. exactly what you're talking about. All right. About. All right. Just, I just, will be as vague as possible. I did at one point slap a certain person in the face uh, with a certain uh, food item uh, <laughs> from our cafeteria at the behest of – certain friends not on this podcast <laughs> i believe i believe that you were trying to get me not to do that <laughs> i believe you were the one voice of reason in a crowd and i will also say it was a friend it, uh it, it wasn't you know it wasn't like a relationship it was a friend that was also of the opposite sex which probably makes it a million times worse like i slapped a girl in the face with food. Uh, but this is it, this is this episode's about health, Malcolm. How how specifically did you feel like that was detrimental to your I, mental or it, physical health in some way? I I I seriously do not think I have regretted something <laughs> in the history of my life. So this is interesting. I guess I didn't know that what was the food? I honestly can't remember at this point. What was the food? You say Just, honestly, you remember. I honestly don't remember. All right, it is the most American of foods. You get it at the ballpark. Is it? Is it, was it, was it, was it was mustard it was a, on it. It was a hot dog, wasn't it? Yeah. You, you hit her in the face with a hot dog. Okay, so <laughs> when you say it like that, it sounds. 
Yeah, yeah cause, like, it's not, cause it's not great. So, but I'm interested though in the, I guess uh, now that you mention it, I do have a memory of this, but, but I, but I guess I didn't know in the way that, you know, college, you do dumb things and some things weigh on you more than others. So do you find that this action, like that you remember it and it like crops up at weird times? Like, even if you're not like necessarily thinking about any of the, you know, disparate parts that sometimes you're just like, fuck, why'd I do that? Like, do you ever have those moments? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Like I, I definitely, I, I think about that. This may surprise you. I legitimately think about that like as a, a big regret and I probably think about it on like a monthly basis like I'd say probably once a month I just sort of go damn it like I was such a <laughs> just this, like just shame you know watches like, yeah just shame and I remember like you know like I remember later that day because I want to say it was at lunch it might have been lunch or dinner but if you remember we always did a super early dinner like we always decided to eat dinner at like 4 30 the second the cafeteria opened sure um uh, but I remember, like, just going for, like, an hour-long walk by myself later that day, and just, like, I just had to, like, be alone, and just <laughs> reckon with myself and with God about what I had <laughs> uh, But to go back to this topic of friends and health, like, I had friends who I would still consider good friends, who convinced me to do that. Like, like, I had friends that thought that was the funniest thing, and... It was not like I, I mean, it definitively was not good. So you were and you were anti hot dogging in the face, is what you're in friends. I you've learned that. I mean, I, I mean, it's easy for me to say that now. I did it. So at the time, <laughs> at the time, I was no. not in the face, but I have changed. People <laughs> change, Kenny. I. I am moving with the tide of the American public, and the American public has decided that hitting a woman in the face with a hot dog is no longer acceptable. And so I, I have decided. That's, that's it's Obama's American. I became yes. I became anti hitting someone in the hot dog with the face the very second after I hit someone with the hot dog. <laughs> like, like the second it happened, I was like, nope, that was awful. Like that was horrendous. Yeah. Uh, and it is legitimately one of the things in my life I have done that I regret the most, which if we're being honest for a moment, Kenny, like, like there are drug addicts out there. There are murderers out there. The fact that my biggest regret in life is hitting someone in the face with a hot dog. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's a, the kind of life I've led, yeah, but, and I don't say that to brag on myself. I really just mean that I'm like a sheltered kind of sad individual, but no, but I want to hold on to this to not let go. So do you see do, – <laughs> do, so your experience hitting someone in the face with a hot dog, okay, yeah. uh, a, a, a woman, uh, your experience um, – and, so, and just so everyone knows, it wasn't – it was just like a little – it doesn't excuse it. I did I didn't it, haul off. And didn't, like, like, your arm wasn't behind your head and you just brought it down. I'll, like I'll it tell was, you one other thing so that we all get the full perspective. Yeah. Um, this is just me, just more perspective of how shitty of a person I am. Okay. Uh, I believe I did it twice in a very like <laughs> rapid session. Like oh, yeah. it wasn't like twice premeditated. It was like one, two, crap, mistake. Yeah. Okay. So 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 with your experience having hit someone in the face with a hot dog, do you find again? I, I'm trying to. 
I'm trying desperately to shoehorn health into this conversation. So do you so so do you find that 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 has impacted the way you deal with other people in maybe situations that aren't uh, as sort of ostentatiously weird as like <laughs> I feel like it has made me very aware of how susceptible I am to peer pressure because I can't be pressured into doing things that I would not normally do. Um, and so I, I do think that that event, I don't know if, my, like, I, I don't know to what level, but I certainly would say that that event did sort of have an effect on me. And it is a good example maybe of sort of the, the negative of friends and health, right? Like when we talk about mental health, well, first of all, when we talk about physical health, I mean, I slap a friend in the face of a hot dog. I was not a good friend for that friend's health uh-huh. at that time. Uh, and, but, uh, you know, to, to look at it from, uh, from the other pe- outside perspective on me, my friends were not good for my mental health in that moment. Most of them. Now you, man, were trying to be the voice of reason. I appreciate that. But, okay. <laughs> but, but certainly that peer pressure uh, has affected me even now in ways that uh, I, I don't know if, I, I, I don't know if it'll ever truly like go away. Like it's something that. Well, that's what you said. That's you said. It's in a, in a weird, yeah. in, in the way these things happen in our life, like it's one of these weird, in the long run, sort of meaningless 20 second, you know, little, right. little portions that for whatever reason, your brain latches on to it as a time that you really fucked up or that, or that you know, cause I'm sure you probably have done things that are sort of, Objectively worse, I would imagine, right? Like you know, it's yeah, but yeah. I've I've objective. I've done things that were objectively worse, but yeah, for whatever reason, this has stuck with me. Um, but one thing I would say too, in in maybe the defense of my friends, and maybe this is one more element to kind of unpack of this, is I don't the, the friends that peer pressured me into doing this. Um, I don't. I in fact, I, I could say I know that they would not have peer pressured me to that level if they had known the effect it would have on me in the future. If okay. they had known, because for them, it's just a funny story that happened and maybe they remember it as a funny story, but they don't remember it as like an emotional like moment of change, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. And I think if they knew how I thought about it or if they could have known how I would think about it, they wouldn't have pressured me in that way to do that. Have, uh, have you which, been... Oh, I'm sorry, go on. Didn't no, I... It speaks to, I, I do think, one quality of a good friend when it comes to health. A, a, a quality of friendship, and again, not that this is the self-help podcast, but but a, a quality of friendship when it comes to health that I think is really important is good intent. Not necessarily good outcome, but what's your intent? Like, like, okay. what, like, 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 do you honestly want the best for somebody? And in that sense, I think you were the best friend at the table at the time of the incident because you were maybe more acutely aware of the future impact than I was, than other people were. Um, and in the same way, I think that, again, like if they had known their intent was not to give me some <laughs> life-altering issue, you know? So, let, so let's let, let me get you off the hook here a bit. So let me get you off this hook by putting you on another one. Can you, th- can you think of a time when, um, <laughs> I guess besides that one, when, when, you know, when, when you know that you have been detrimental to a friend's health, like to, to their well-being in some way, 
And, you know, using your criteria as this, because, you know, with, with this podcast, I'm in, in a strange way, I'm almost more interested in the times when we had failed as friends, because it's cheesy yeah. it sounds, like, you know, you, you can learn more when you fucked up, you know? Yeah. Like, you, like, like, you know, the, the hot dog incident in its own idiosyncratic <laughs> way probably taught you more about, like, you know, like, what your decency thresholds are. <laughs> and, like, you know, you, and, and I'm, I mean, I'm joking, but there's also, like, probably a little grain of truth to it. So, like, using your criteria where you want, you need to sort of strive for the good of the other, like, can you think of a time when you think that you have sort of been detrimental I can to say, I can say that there, there were, I think, probably two or three times mm-hmm. when uh, someone that I considered a good friend in college um uh who was also a girl i think i i think we've talked about how we're not the most masculine of men which means we you mentioned it yes <laughs> defend you, yourself. Yeah. yeah uh but which just means that i typically like i don't know throughout my life i, I kind of grew up in a house of women and, and i typically mm-hmm. again i'm just it's, it's a more natural friendship because i don't have to like talk about you know, fixing a car or something like that. But anyways, I do know, to, to answer your question, I do know there were a couple of times when there was a friend that was going through emotional things and, and really needed someone to talk to. And I, I had talked to this person a few times and eventually I sort of like, I, you know, I know for a fact that I like blew her off a couple of times. Like mm-hmm. she needed to talk to somebody, she needed help. And I just said, you know what? I'd rather watch Step Brothers. You know, so, well, was, rather- that, was that... Was that um, was that sort of exhaustion with the person's needs, or did you, or was it just, or was there no thought in it really? It was just I don't want to deal with this right now. Um, I I would say there was probably different instances of each. I mean, I know there was a level of exhaustion, uh, you know, with the individual, but I I also do know that there were times where again, like it was probably just me being kind of a shitty friend, right? Like yeah. like there were times that she needed help, I could have given her some help and I just not even because I was exhausted with her I just decided I would rather you know not do that which is really really I think it's pretty shitty like I think as a friend you know unless you have something that is legitimately more pressing uh you know or or unless someone you know I do think there's a limit to it you know um you know when, when a friend is, is sort of being over melodramatic or when a friend is you know saying things that you know they're not actually going to do. They're just saying it for attention or for, you know, to, to, to get a rise out of you. Do you think there's a limit to that where you say, okay, I'm done? And that's not necessarily being a shitty friend. That's trying to convince your friend to get their shit together. Yeah, But, no, I, 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 but, but I, I, I do think there have been times with, with that person, for example, that I was just a shitty friend. And I regret it. Sure, I, I think, it's you know. It's been a great it, podcast for me. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's... Where are we going to take Kenny, why don't you tell me a time that you dropped the ball? I never have. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I so Good I mean, I, you know, I, you know, no, no story I can tell will compare really. But but I can I can think it's of a I, I, the face of the hot dog. You don't have that story. No, I I can think of times. I can think of a I can think of a friend that I had in a that I had in, in high school where um again I you know. <laughs> without giving too much away you know it, it it was a friend where um where you know i he had he had a lot of stuff going on and like things weren't 
going great in his life and he had a lot to and he had a lot that he was working through and um and so I, so I identified where where sometimes it was a you know it was easier to just but my problem is I can never I'm really bad at just ignoring people um we've talked about this before where you know I like I like staying in touch with people and so I, I'm bad at ignoring people so how it often comes out if I'm sort of exhausted with a person you know and for whatever reason you know for both either rightly or wrongly it often comes out by me just being kind of shitty to them like i, I like I, I like i remember this i remember this dude um just like you know just just being impatient and you know sort of rude and just and not great and sort of ganging up on him and to the point where one time eventually he was like to, i mean to, to the point where eventually he's just like why are you being such a fucking prick to me i'm like i I'm not. <laughs> like, like, that was, like I was in high school, so it's like the second he said it, you know, like I think that was a, mo- I, in a in a weird way to maybe kind of tie this up slightly. But when he said that, that was maybe the first time that I realized that is one way I deal with something like being yeah. like like being overwhelmed or you know or you know just like when someone else's emotional needs just become kind of too much for you to want not not that I couldn't deal with it but just for me to at the time when like my life sure. revolved around you know guitar hero from four in the afternoon to, to, <laughs> to midnight but you know it's like at, you know where I realized that one of the ways I, I deal with my friends is not necessarily by cutting them off but by sort of hacking and slashing, if that's the way it, it sort of happens. Yeah. So, that, so that, that was one of the first times where, um, where I feel like that interaction and even me being sort of horrible to him sort of ended up with me hopefully finding something else about myself that has helped me make future friendships better. I mean, I stay, I stay kind of in touch right. with that guy, but, but we, we've kind of drifted apart, um, which may be for another podcast or a conversation. But um, sure. But yeah, I I I think we I think there's probably it's this is one of these topics where it seems like there's a couple of obvious sort of places to go, but you know once you start getting into it, there's there's a million different sort of side streets yeah. to explore. Well, I mean, I, we we I think we found some good information about myself that makes <laughs> me feel not good. Like, I feel really not good. Like I, the person. I, I'm just imagining, uh, I'm just imagining if this if we're still doing this like a year from now, heaven forbid, like five years from now, like the amount of the amount of just horrible things people know about us will be humiliating. Like I, it's, we, we, we may have to legally change our names. It's gonna be yeah. I <laughs> yeah. I mean, I for any women listening at home, I don't still hit women in the face. <laughs> I have not. That was a younger you. So your your wife has she can she could attest to that. You're saying. Well, don't ask her directly. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yes, she could attest to that. Yeah. So she's deserved it a couple of times. Okay. So I'm, All right. I'm, All right. And on that note. <laughs> well, hey, thanks for listening uh, to two friends and. Oh no, I messed that up. Friendship and a two friends podcast. We were so close, Kenny. We had a perfect podcast, and, then and I ruined it with my talking. The very end. So sorry. That's <laughs> all right. Well, hey, we're not perfect. Anybody that's listening at home, we're not infallible. In fact, we're pretty unperfect. I hit a woman in the face of the hot. Well, I'm not perfect. Well, Malcolm, this this it's been great talking to you, and uh, yeah, and and you know, and so you know how we end every podcast by saying.
I didn't have anything. I was, <laughs> no, I have no clue. <laughs> How do we end it? I, 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 was, I, I was hoping you were, you'd be quick on the draw. When <laughs> no. Improv. Yes, and. Yes, and. Yes, and. and. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to Friendship and the Two Friends podcast, and uh, we'll see you next week. Goodbye.